Well, the Prime Minister has given an update about the serious fire in Wellington this morning. Kia ora, this is a breaking news episode of Newsable. I'm Imogen. And I'm Emil. Chris Hipkins answered questions at Parliament about this morning's tragedy, including the latest details about the people inside the Loafers Lodge on Adelaide Road in Newtown. Um, I want to begin by extending my condolences to those who have lost their lives and their families. Uh, And I also want to, on behalf of the whole country, extend our support to the first responders who are on the scene, particularly our firefighters, uh, our Uh, our police, our ambulance services and others who are working to secure the situation, uh, to get people out of the building uh, and to deal with, obviously, the aftermath of this fire. It is an absolute tragedy. Um, It is a a horrific situation and uh, in the fullness of time, of course, there'll be a number of investigations about what has happened and why it happened. Um, But for now, uh, the focus uh, clearly has to be on dealing with the situation. Uh, The local members of Parliament, Paul Eagle and Grant Robertson, Paul Eagle is on the scene, Grant Robertson is on his way over there to make sure uh, that all of the support necessarily is being provided to those people who have been evacuated. Uh, look again, there'll be there'll be um, ample opportunity to have a look at this in coming days. There'll be a number of investigations, including the police, the coroner, uh, and so on. Um, and, and we need to allow those investigations to to take place. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, there will be uh, there will be things that will need to be followed up as a result of those. Um, the latest advice that we've had from police, uh, of course, who the people who confirm uh, is that it's less than ten at this point. Um, they don't; they haven't got a specific number, but less than ten is the current number that they have given from us. Your, from your understanding. So the Wellington City Council, of course, do um, building inspections for buildings of this nature. I understand that there there was a recent building inspection, um, but of course that's that's probably a question better addressed to the council, who would have the most up to date information about um, you know, building inspection records. It has, it has, has been it has, the law. Uh, again, um, it, it, it's purely hypothetical. We don't have any information on that at this point. It has been confirmed by fire that there weren't sprinklers in the building. What is your understanding of how many? buildings in New Zealand, multi-storey buildings like this, don't have sprinkler systems in them? Uh, There could be quite a large number. Obviously the the building code uh, does not require the retrofitting of sprinkler systems into existing older buildings Um, and so there'll be a number of buildings that fall into that category. So that's basically, sprinklers are nice to have, they're not a must for these sorts of buildings then? Of course, for for older buildings, um, there are fewer requirements than for newer buildings and so um, uh, people who have apartments and so on in older buildings uh, where they've been there for a long time, uh, there may not be sprinklers uh, required in those Prime Minister, buildings. Why, Prime Minister, why are you going down to the site today? And primarily just to provide support to the people who are responding. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a really difficult situation there. Um, I visit's likely to be a relatively brief one. I do want to be able to offer support to those uh, who have uh, been dealing with a pretty tragic set of circumstances and let them know that the New Zealand community is behind them. Uh, Our local members of Parliament will be uh, working with people in the evacuation centre to make sure that they're getting all of the support that they need. Is there any indication that any of the people who have died are children? I don't have any information on on who they are. Yes. Um, I wouldn't rule things in or out at this point. I mean, clearly there's a a process that we need to go through because we need 
need to understand what's happened here. Um, and so I think making kind of preemptive uh, judgment calls before we know what's happened, um, I think would be unwise. But you know, clearly we you know th- th- we have regulations around rental accommodation, around hostels. There's a reason that we have those regulations. Prime Minister, is there any suggestion that some of the victims may be visitors to New Zealand? Given it's a hostel, I don't have any information on that. Sorry, I don't have any information on on who the victims might be. But the hostel was being used as housing for transient vulnerable people? My understanding is there's a number of shift workers in there, there's a number of MSD clients in there, although it is not an emergency accommodation, not currently being used for emergency accommodation, um, but my understanding is that there will be a number of MSD clients and there are a number of people who are um, are, are working shifts and so on. Regarding the reviews, so, so the <coughs> coroner's police, is there any insight for the government, central government to do a sort of unique review uh, on building regulation, for example? Too early at this point. I think let's, um, let's let them get the fire out. Let's get an understanding of the nature of what we're dealing with. Um, I, with these things, at this early stage, I'd never rule out doing something extra in terms of review. But clearly there are a number of existing reviews that automatically kick in. Um, and it's important that we allow those things to happen because there's already legal processes that would kick in in a situation like this. And, and what, what impacts will this have on the people in there? Are there people in there who've lost everything? It's 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 short-term sort of hostel-type accommodation, so there will be people in there who potentially are in quite a vulnerable situation. Um, and so that is one of the reasons why through the evacuation centres we need to make sure we're providing them with all the support possible. How long do you expect it to take to get a um, body count? Um, the understanding I have at the moment is that the police aren't able to access the building because it's uh, still too high risk. And so I think until they are able to do that, it's likely that we won't be able to get a confirmed number. Uh, I think that will very much depend on how long it takes for them to to make sure the fire is fully out and to get the building to a stable point where they can get in. Is there any indication that <coughs> um, I don't have any information on that. So fire and emergency would be the, uh, we'll, we'll provide regular updates on have, that. Have you got a message for the fire and emergency first responders who were on scene this morning? I want to acknowledge that this will have been an incredibly traumatic event to respond to for our first responders. Um, These are people who put themselves in harm's way on behalf of all of us on a regular basis. And I just want to acknowledge, um, whilst they train for these sorts of things, being confronted with the reality of it will have been incredibly difficult. And I know the whole country will be grateful to them for their efforts uh, and will be very supportive of their actions. And have you been in contact with any of the family members of those that died in the fire? Do you plan to be? No, at this point, uh, like I said, at this point I don't have any information on who they are. We uh, know that emergency housing is hugely under pressure. Where are we expecting to house these people that have lost everything? Um, so we've got um, uh, MSD are on site at the moment. I'm sure if we need to, the, the temporary accommodation service will be um, will be made available as well. Uh, we'll work very hard to make sure they have a roof over their head. We have enough just, space in the system? We'll work hard to make sure that we can find somewhere for them to stay. Just with your briefings, mm. what happened? Was it the ministers all getting together in your office? Was it a team's call? How did you get that briefing and how are you keeping across this? Um, so obviously, um, first thing this morning, it was, it was largely just information coming in via phone um, before we're doing my morning media rounds. I've just had an opportunity to sit with the relevant ministers um, to get an update in terms of what they know. Uh, but we will certainly be keeping uh, up to the up to date with the details across the day. Do any of those overarching um, like crisis management units kick in for something like this, or is it not quite because it's not at a national level? Um, certainly, some of the information that I've been receiving has been coming through NEMA, who obviously uh, in an event that involves 
multiple agencies will will play a role depending on the nature of the need. At, the, at this point, fire and emergency are the first responders coordinating the situation on the ground. They've pulled resource in from across the region. With an event of this scale, you would expect that to be the case. Um, look, I, I think, you know, I acknowledge that we've got work to do in terms of making sure our, our first responders, fire and emergency, have the gear um, that they need in order to be able to respond to every situation that they might face. What, what time did you... We heard of reports of fire and emergency pulling people off the road, and that was the only one they could have lived, otherwise they would have perished. Are you surprised that it came to that in New Zealand, in a New Zealand building? There are um, obviously standards around evacuations uh, and around making sure that there are fire escapes and so on. Um, the responsibility for checking those and for doing the building inspections, that sits with the local authority. So um, questions around whether or not the building had had up-to-date fire evacuation plans and so on. That, that sits with the uh, with the Wellington City Council. There have been several weekends or weeks uh, this year when Wellington has not been able to field an appliance with a ladder because of under-resourcing the fire. Was there, were you able to field an appliance with a ladder today? That, that's a question for fire and emergency. I don't have that level of specific information, but um, I do know that um, resource has been pulled in from across the Wellington region. Um, and, uh, you know, clearly we've got work to do to up, update and upgrade um, some of the outdated equipment that fire and emergency rely on. The property manager has told staff there were 94 people in the building at the time, but the number of people unaccounted for has started to come down. As of recording, there are now only 11 people unaccounted for. This, of course, is an evolving situation, and we will keep you across any updates as they come to hand. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Newsable. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. You can find updates on this story throughout the day on stuff.co.nz, and we'll bring you fresh details as they come to hand on our social channel as well at Newsable NZ.